All right, um, I want to talk to you today about what you're thinking about. What you're thinking about. Proverbs says, Proverbs 23, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Maybe I could say it this way. The stuff that we think about is the stuff that we become. We turn almost into our thoughts, the direction of our thoughts. We follow our thoughts. Our thoughts lead us around. And so it's important that every once in a while you stop and say, wait a minute. Let me evaluate the things that I'm thinking about. The first thing you need to realize is you aren't, um, you aren't subject to your thoughts. That is, you might say, well, I can't help what I think about. I think about whatever it is that comes to my mind. And, of course, that might be true for a fleeting minute or two. But you get to decide what you think about. And you need to realize how important it is what you think about. <clears throat> Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount something really incredible if we picked it up. Because basically, he was Jewish, and this, these were the Jewish teachings and the laws and all the things that we were supposed to do or not do. You shouldn't murder was one of the laws. And then Jesus says, he takes it further from the, the, the exterior, the action, and he says, you know, let's take that a little further. It's not just that you shouldn't murder, but anger is actually not the best thing in itself. In other words, Jesus took the Sermon on the Mount to change from not just worrying about your actions, but worrying or thinking, I should say, about your thoughts. Anger. He talks about worry in there. He talks about judging others in there, thinking thoughts about other people. So the, the transfer went from don't just think about what you're doing, think about what you're thinking. Towards the end of the sermon, Jesus says, you know, you can tell a tree by its fruit. A bad tree has bad fruit. In other words, the stuff that's on here ends up out here. The fruit would be your actions. Said, Chris, I can't help it, man. These thoughts, they just come to me. And sure, let me just give everybody a, a breather for a minute. We all get angry. We all worry. Right? We all judge other people. Oh, boy, I hate to admit that, right? Just me, I'm sure. Uh, but what, what happens is it's the thought's going to come... But it's what you do with it. What do you do when the thought comes? So in other words, if you feel yourself getting angry, do you take that and do you, um, you know, make a nice bed for it? Think of a thought as a seed. It comes into your fertile mind, the mind and the heart, right? As you think in your heart. So a thought is like a seed that comes in and you can choose to do... Uh, you can water it, nurture it, or when you realize this is not a helpful thought, I can what? Pull it out. Like you'd pull a weed out of the garden. You just remove it. They need to be removed quickly instead of nursed and rehearsed. 
Now, by the way, and we're going to talk about, you can change it with some good thoughts. But changing your thoughts is a discipline. It's going to take some work. Look, you can do this. In Romans, it says this, be transformed, be a new person, be a different person. I think the whole goal for Christ is he wants to teach us to be better people. But the way you become a better person is you have better thoughts, better thoughts. I have to change from thinking about these things to thinking about these things. And one of the things that happens is we become pattern uh, patterns in our thoughts. So, so in Romans, Paul says, um, you, you have these patterns, but you can be transformed, you can be changed by renewing the way that you think. You know, we're people of habit, right? How many people of habit? Like, I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is make coffee. Can I get an amen? Oh, see, this is a good church. We're having church now, right? So I have a pattern. I do the same thing every day. And I, I started to realize there's a couple things I needed to change in my regimen. And I realized I better have something connected to the coffee because that's something I never fail to do. But if I connect something to it, then I might do that. In other words, if you're going to change, you're going to have to change some patterns. Negative thoughts are like patterns. You just go to them. They trigger you, you go to them. And man, they can take you down. I was thinking of it like this, um, like a diet. Let's say, who, are, who here has ever wanted to change your diet? You said, you know, for whatever reason, I got to change what I'm eating. Anybody ever gone through this? I got all day, because uh, it's pretty much, okay. I got to change what I'm eating. So the problem sometimes, I think, is not just changing what we're eating. It's changing our routine. It's changing where we shop or what we go, what aisles we go down, what aisles we don't go down. How many of you know there's an aisle at Walmart that if I go down, there's going to be some Twizzlers in the bag? Not because I need them or because they're on the shopping list. Just probably don't go down that aisle. You have to change patterns. You have to change things. Now, in my family... Um, you know, I didn't grow up eating certain kinds of foods. In fact, if it was outside of the main food group, pizza and donuts, we didn't, we didn't shred there. So I get to be a full-grown adult, and I see all these other wild things, vegetables, they call them. And I didn't have a taste for them. In other words, it just wasn't a thing in my family. But as I got older, I thought, I better, you know, get acquainted with these strange things. And years later, now, it's not my, it's not my go-to. My go-to would still be, let's just order a pizza. Now can I get an amen? amen. See, now I'm connecting with everybody. So, in other words, um, Vicki, you know, she's researching healthy recipes online, and one day she comes up with this spaghetti that's not spaghetti. It's made out of a vegetable. And uh, she introduces it to us, and uh, I'm supposed to be like a positive influence in the family, so I put on the good soldier face and go, this is really good. <laughs> and the truth was, I was lying through my teeth, right? Honestly, I didn't like it. And I just said, no, this is good, honey, this is good. To be encouraging to her, to be a good example, this is good. Now, this is the true story. Um, so because I said it was good, she got more. <laughs> and uh, 
But I think this is the I think this is actually the truth. I think it was the fourth time. And honestly, something switched. And I said, you know what? I honestly I said, I I do like this. And then she said, Well, you said you liked it before. And I'll go, but I was lying. But I really but I but now I really do like it. And what you notice is, and if you've ever done this, you'll notice your taste buds can adapt. Your palate, they say, changes. Do you know your mental palate can change? That you used to like, you reject certain things. Oh, no, I, I'm happy with my junk food. I'm happy with my junk thoughts. And it gives you a, junk thoughts give you an immediate high. Huh? You know what I had before I went to bed last night? One of those salted caramel dark chocolate things from Costco. Oh, anyway. Uh, junk, right? We have junk thoughts, and we get, we get our palate attached to them. You can change your palate. You can renew your mind. You can think different thoughts. It's possible. But you have to discipline. You're going to have to try new things. Honestly, I think some people, they get to a point in their life and they go, that's just, just how I am. No, that's not how you are. That's how you've been conditioned. It's how you've allowed yourself to think. You can change that. And it will take some work. In 2 Corinthians, it says, you know, take captive every thought and imagination. So, Something negative comes into your mind. And by the way, scientists are doing research in these, in these areas. And here's one of the things that they realized. We latch onto a negative thought much more than we latch onto a positive one. Something negative comes, you latch onto it. And, and scientists are trying to figure out why that is. It's interesting, but it's just a fact. So if something negative comes, you just grab onto it. Maybe it was a survival mechanism that we had to figure out just to keep us alive, or we, 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 so we thought. But if you're going to change, you're going to have to take captive the negative thoughts. And he says, cast down these imaginations. Who here has ever let your imagination get away from you? Something happened, and then you started going with the story. And then it was this. And next thing you know, you made up a whole Disney epic in your head. And nothing's happened, except it was all in your what? You know, Charlie's got this great imagination at two and a half. And she just loves to play hide and seek right now. I mean, just loves hide and seek. Daddy, I count, you hide. Daddy, you count, I hide. Over and over and over again. And, I mean, literally, it's, it's, you can walk two feet around the corner, and she just gets all amped. I mean, her heart starts going, you know. She, says, she just can't wait for you to just walk around. The, yesterday, it was literally, we were under the covers, her and I, and Mommy was looking for us. Mommy did nothing but put the covers back, and she was like, shh. <laughs> and then she starts squealing and squealing. Why? Because the imagination is just what? It's firing. But we do the same thing. We hear something and then we start letting our imagination just run. 
And and in Corinthians it says you got to take that stuff captive. You got to capture it. They're like little soldiers making war on you. You can't let your imagination run away with your entire life. Usually, when you slow down and sit down, you realize it's not that bad. It's not that big. In Colossians, Paul says, um, Brothers, since you were raised with Christ, since you were raised with Christ, you know, I've let that verse marinate for probably 35 years since you were raised with Christ. Because I don't think I really ever knew what that meant because I always thought, well, raised with Christ. Christ was raised like... 2,000 years ago, and what's that got to do with me? But it has everything to do with me if I have a good imagination. If I can connect myself to Christ, which was the whole point. You know, Paul says over and over and over again in his letters, you're in Christ, you're in... He was trying to bake something into us that his experience is your experience. You connect there by your mind. That's how you connect with your imagination. Since you were raised with Christ, set your mind, set it on things that are above. Set your mind. Fix it. So what I want to do for the close here, the last part, is I want to talk about how do we set your mind? How do you fix it? We know how our mind can run wild. We know how thoughts can come in from every direction. We know how it can lead us to all kinds of feeling depressed, um, uh, feeling isolated. Um, Who here, who here, you know, you don't have to raise your hand, but you've ever felt down, alone, desperate, isolated, and you didn't want to go connect with other people. You wanted to stay home and stay isolated, and it's the worst thing in the world for you, but you talk yourself into staying alone. And it just turns into us. And then, for whatever reason, you were forced to get out. Someone pulled you out. Someone showed up unexpectedly. Whatever it was, you ended up going or being out. And all of a sudden, your entire mood changed. Why? Because you were taking your mind down the wrong path. And somebody else can help you to reset it. You know, the reason they have coaches... It, the reason they have coaches is not because these guys can't play basketball in the NBA or hockey in the NHL. The reason they have coaches is to me one and only one thing to reset their mind. They got the talent, they need to get it right here. They do, they have all kinds of techniques. But what they're trying to do is to get them to rethink, to reset. Think of your mind like a computer. You get a new computer, beautiful. This program opens, this one loads, that one's going, this one's firing. You're running three, six, eight programs at once. Everything's good. It's Candyland. Two and a half years later, anybody know what I'm talking about? All it does is this little spinning wheel of death, spinning wheel of depression and anger, frustration. Anybody have one of these? Why? Because over time, subtly, slowly, it just grabs onto things. 
grabs onto this idea, it grabs onto that idea, it grabs onto this, it grabs onto that. Poor layman's language, I know I'm not a computer scientist. But what happens to us? God gives you this beautiful, bright, fresh mind. And if we aren't careful, I think what James talked about in his letter, he says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, right? Look after orphans and widows and keep yourself from being polluted. Um, get a virus guard for your mind. In other words, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to try to bog your mind down. So how do I do it? I think as you naturally, naturally would hold on to a negative thought and rehearse it, you have to do the opposite. You have to eject it and focus on something positive. Some people call this the essential uh, act of prayer or the core of what prayer is. Ready? Our Father, which art in heaven. Where's your mind gone? Father, heaven. Immediately your point of reference is fixed. It's changed. If prayer works, and I believe it does, science shows that prayer works for even uh, the people that don't believe. Why? Because it has changed your focus of your mind. Our Father in heaven. What prayer does is allows you to latch on to what is positive and good. It changes your focus, like rebooting your computer. This is such an important practice. I, I, I'm sure that it's important all the other things that we pray for, like things we want to get or we want God to do, sure. But maybe the, the core of it start is with the very beginning, our Father in heaven. When the negative things come, it's our Father in heaven. And don't just allow any thought to come creeping into your yard. I mean, what would you do? Like, let's say you come home from church today, and in your front yard, there's some guy with a tent, and he's just unpacking, making himself at home. Would you say, excuse me, sir, but would you mind not camping in my front yard? It's the same thing with the thoughts. You're going to have to tell some of them to keep moving. Look, all of us have thought about, I want to change this circumstance in my life. I want to change the jobs. I want to change neighborhoods. I want to change, uh, you know, friendships. I, I want to, there's something about my circumstances that I want to change. But this is so key. Listen. Sometimes you can't change your circumstances. Sometimes you need to keep that job because you need to have money. And so sometimes the only thing you can change is your thoughts. But here's the good news. No matter what, you can always control your thoughts. Sadly, I had to take my grandma or... Uh, my aunt took my grandma yes, yesterday to uh, 
to home where she had to, she had a fall, and so she's in there, you know, and she had to leave her home, which was just heartbreaking for her, and now she's feeling less and less control in her life, right? And, but that's a reality for all of us. All of us, there are things in our life that we can't control, no matter how much we think we can. But the thing you can always control is you can control how you think about it. And, of course, she hits an A+, because I go to see her yesterday, and, and she's trying to make the best of it. There's really nice people in here. They make really good food in here. I think I've referenced before the work of Viktor Frankl. And he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, but at the beginning of it's his story of... of being taken to a concentration camp. And I believe he was in two different ones. And he was there for a long, long time. And what he said is profound. He said, we were all in the same circumstances, but people chose different ways to think about it. I feel like I have nothing else to say because I've never, ever suffered anything close to that. But I'll take it from the words of someone that was there. And he said, some people chose to think about it this way, and some people chose to think about it that way. And it took them on very different paths. You can't spend the rest of your life wishing you had better different circumstances or you're going to waste your life. You just have to choose to think about what you have differently. Think of your thoughts like a roommate. Anybody ever have great roommates? College I had a couple of great roommates. Oh, none of you. Well, oh, maybe we'll go over here. Uh, anybody have great roommates in college or whatever? You know, yeah, great. Anybody have some doozies? I got a lot of hands for the doozies. All right, so the, the, your thoughts, this is a key thing. Your thoughts are not you. What happens is you have a thought, and then it leads you to a feeling or an emotion, and then you just think it's you. It's not. It's separate. It's a roommate. So once I got this, I, I moved to a, a place where I worked at a funeral home and I lived with these guys I didn't know and be honest with you, didn't like much. They probably didn't like me. Uh, but we just didn't, get, it just wasn't good. It wasn't meshy. It was messy, not meshy. And I wanted to be, I, did, I wanted to get away. I wanted distance. Your thoughts are like a roommate. You have other roommates, you welcome in, you love them, you laugh, you embrace, you cook together. The negative roommates, you need to show the door. And the positive ones, you make dinner for. That's what you do with your thoughts. That's how you transform yourself by renewing your mind. And what Jesus taught is the best. Look, what's most important is what you're thinking. Because what you're thinking will turn into what you're doing. And what you're doing will turn into who you become.